What's up, everybody? This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Goofy Entertainment. Have a music project that needs professional mastering? Are you a local artist that needs representation? Or would you like to record in a professional studio session but don't have the exact funds? Goofy Entertainment, located in Greenville, South Carolina, can assist with all your sound production needs. James Williams, owner and creator, and his team seek to help artists reach their full potential with artist representation and sound production. Not able to get to GE? No problem. Goofy Entertainment can come to you. For more information, email goofyentertainment7 at gmail.com and follow them on Facebook at GoofyENT. Once again, that is goofyentertainment7 at gmail.com and follow them on Facebook at GoofyENT. All right, let's start the show. I know it's probably annoying for you to be hearing Christmas music even though it finally is December and I can really officially play it, but I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year, so from this point forward, you would get ratchet Christmas music um, from my intro. But anyway, uh, we'll get into that later. Um, today we will cover uh, This Week in Black History, of course, and we will talk about the North Star and Frederick Douglass. Um, we will be talking about pop culture, some television stuff, and we will get into the main conversation this week, which will be about sexual fluidity, excuse me. Um, I've been having this conversation with a couple of my friends, and I just want to know how everybody else feels about it. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll wrap the show. All right, let's get started. Each week, The Corner aims to teach you something about your history that you may not have known before. From the first African-American Oscar winner, Hattie McDaniels, to Nat King Cole, the first African-American television show host. Each week, we highlight one historic African-American that has gone above and beyond to be an example to us all around the world and on every corner. This week in Black History, we'll be discussing Frederick Douglass and the North Star, a 19th century anti-slavery newspaper that was published December 3rd, 1847. Um, Frederick Douglass was an abolitionist, a writer, and an orator. He was born in Talbot County, Maryland, and he died February 20th, 1895. The North Star became the most published and influential anti-slavery publication during the pre-Civil War era. The mission statement was, right uh, is of no sex, truth is of no color, God is the father of us all, and we are all brethren. With over 4,000 readers in the United States, Europe, and the West Indies, the newspaper fought against not only slavery but for women's rights and oppressed groups at large. In 1851, the North Star merged with the Liberty Party paper of Syracuse, New York, and renamed the publication to the Frederick Douglass paper. In 1860, the publication renamed itself to the Douglass Monthly. Ten years later, the former Douglas Monthly renamed itself the New Nation Era for Former Slaves and ran until 1874. So for all of you that uh, create and write, you know, definitely take that and run with it. Write your ass off. Do not let anyone stop you from writing. Write for the audience that you want to write for. Create for your audience because... Those are the people that you connect to and you can show your story to and you can learn from and they can learn from you. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And that is why I chose the North Star and uh, Frederick Douglass this week. So uh, let's get into the uh, terrible section of the show, uh, the pop culture section, and talk about some crap that uh, happened uh, this week. And uh, yeah, so let's do it. So there are never before seen like tapes of Beyonce um, about to be 
auctioned off for $3.8 million. $3.8 million. Now, I love Beyonce to the to you know the umph degree, but not to $3.8 million. No time. I mean, it's enough footage of her that as a child right now, Al, that I can look at and get, oh yeah, we were working with a, you know, a superstar. I don't need to see, you know, all of that. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's Beyonce and somebody's trying to make some money. So I get that part. But $3.8 million. Do you know what I could do with $3.8 million? Do you know what a lot of people, a lot of us could do with $3.8 million? I could pay off my debt. I could buy a house. I could do so much. But um, hopefully, I mean, you sh- I'm sure that somebody, when it does, you know, finally sell um, and get sold, that somebody will put it on the Internet because that's how the Internet works anyway. So um, I guess look out for that in the next, what, year and a half. Along with some really good news, um, Luke Cage is uh, set for season two. Um, If you haven't seen Luke Cage, you need to go and watch it. It's honestly really, really, really good. You got Alfred Woodard, and um, you also have the uh, main character. His name is Mike Coulter, and he's, I think, relatively new in the acting world, but he does a great job portraying Luke Cage, and it's just a really, really, really good um, TV show, and it's on Netflix, so if you haven't seen it, definitely go and binge watch that, because it's worth uh, it's worth that long sit on the couch in front of your TV or your laptop, so definitely check out Luke Cage. In um, really sad, sad, unfortunate, and you know, just I don't even want to talk about it. But it's uh, coming to a close for uh, the president. Um, So uh, Oprah scored the last interview with the first lady, Michelle Obama, um, before the end of her husband's presidency. And so that's a big deal. I mean, you want to, of course, commemorate the first lady in such a way at the end of her term and her husband's term in the White House, you really want to snack that interview. And you already know the coin is outrageous for that interview. So, and you know, Oprah got it and she's already got magical unicorns and everything else just living in her lot because she has that much money. So just like add another check to her already enormous bank account. Um, but the, um, the interview will air on both CBS and on OWN on December 19th at 8 o'clock. So make sure that you uh, tune into that and watch that because it's going to definitely be a awesome but just sad, bittersweet thing because you don't want to see, honestly, one of history's greatest presidents and his wife and the greatest first ladies just leave the White House and the shit that's to come. So, um, yeah, definitely check out uh, Oprah's interview with uh, Michelle Obama for her last interview as first lady on December uh, 19th at 8 on CBS. And, oh, okay, so I want to talk about um, this Trevor Noah and Tommy Lauren and Charlemagne going out to dinner with her after the interview that Tommy Lauren and Trevor Noah did on The Daily Show and how 
all this shit has occurred afterwards. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Now, okay, so we all know that Tommy Lauren is the most ignorant white person that that probably exists on media television right now, and that's probably a serious and legit fact. We all know that. But what I'm confused about is after having this discussion, this debate on television, what is so backpedaling about the fact that they went out and had dinner with her? I'm confused how that makes any sense. If we expect to move forward, um, Childish Gambino has new music out. Um, his new album is called Awaken My Love. Uh, it's 11 tracks, about just under an hour in total. Um, it just gives me like a real like 70s, 80s, maybe even like transitioning from late 60s into early 70s just like craziness sounding but just so melodic and you know open hallway and straw big chair with the palm leaves in the back like I don't know like porn star mustache just gives me all of those feels um I listen to it and it when he does you know rap and or and or sing it's so cool but it's so instrumentally instrumental excuse me instrumentally lol <laughs> um but it's so instrumental and all of them are so awesome uh, my favorite is of course redbone uh baby boy and uh me and your mom i love that one too but they're all pretty sweet but i just think he's cool and Having Atlanta going and being so successful and having this album come out and that being pretty damn successful, too, so far, I think that's pretty awesome for old Donald Donald Glover. So, yay for him. So, check his album out. It's called Awaken My Love. So, it's on iTunes and SoundCloud and everybody else. So, go listen to it. As the holiday season approaches, we realize that not everyone will experience the season like most of us listening will. The Golden Ticket Project, founded by Christopher Moten, a Brooklyn native and 2014 graduate of Livingstone College in Salisbury, North Carolina, and his team, created the Golden Ticket Project to ensure that every child who was less unfortunate could experience the same feeling of excitement and joy on Christmas morning. The Golden Ticket Project is seeking donations of new toys, boys and girls clothing size 0 to 13, like coats, warm clothing, and cold weather accessories for children. If you live in the Brooklyn, New York area, there is a drop-off location to bring your donations to. Miss Andrea's Happy Feet Child Care Incorporated on 94 Chauncey Street in Brooklyn, New York, 11233 will serve as an area for a drop-off location. If you do not live in the New York area, you can still donate by making your donation to the same address. The last day to donate is December 22nd, 2016. For more information on the Golden Ticket Project, please contact Christopher Moten at KR R-I-S-M-O-T-O-N at ymail.com. Again, that is K-R-I-S-M-O-T-O-N at ymail.com. All of the information you need to donate will be in the description box under the episode so that you can uh, find out and donate. All right, let's get back to the show. So um, let's take a break really quick and hear about some cool shit and uh, then we'll get back and 
talk about uh, sexual fluidity. Ooh, yeah. I, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Probably, oh, God, this is awkward. But, um, yeah, so let's do that, and we'll be right back. So, um, I wanted to talk about sexual fluidity because, one, my friends and I were having a discussion maybe, what, like two or three nights ago about this particular subject, and um, The Friend Zone, which is an awesome podcast that I listen to faithfully every week, they kind of actually touched on the subject prior to me and my friends even talking about it. So I thought that we could just discuss it and keep the conversation going as well. But um, so what was so interesting, what is so interesting to me about this whole thing is I think that it's a huge and totally different situation with sexual fluidity with black people and white people. Um, I think with black men and women, it doesn't have the same effect and it doesn't have the same repercussions and it doesn't have the same dynamic as it does for white men and women. And I think that's so strange. Um, in the white community, I think guys can have, uh, you know, encounters with men and women and it'd be perfectly fine. And if, you know, that happens, it's like, oh, wow, you mess with a guy. That's kind of cool. Awesome. Next, let's keep going. But if, you know, for black people, it's like you mess with a guy. Oh, my God, I can never be with you again. You're gay for the rest of your life. And it was just an experience that, you know, I can never get past and I can't be with you because you used to go with a guy. You know, or you dated a guy, you had sex with another guy. And I think that's such a strange thing that we um, that we have, like, adopted or we, you know, do. We're so, like, you know, hard on our own selves about sh- shit like that when it shouldn't even be that way. Um, I even think for black people with women, um, especially, they can do that. Even And black men love it. Straight men love when their girlfriends want to have a threesome, you know, and invite another girl in and do all that. And it's it's so strange to me. And I'm not saying that this is the case for everyone, but I do feel like as a whole, um, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, lesbianism is cool, but homosexuality is like the end all tell all. And I don't I don't get how that, you know, is fair. So I find that that is one of the most strangest things about that. Um, I want to give some actual, like, technical definition of sexual fluidity because I don't want to just not say the actual definition and we just talk about it and not know what it actually is. So I want to read it. Um, sexual fluidity is one or more changes in sexual or sexual identity. Um, there is a significant debate over whether sexuality is stable throughout life or is a fluid and ma- is or is fluid and malleable. Excuse me. I think it's fluid and malleable. I, you know, whatever you like at the time is what you like at the time. And whatever you don't like at the time is what you don't like. And who's to tell you that you have to like one gender your entire life? 
you know, I think love is a really strong thing. So it does not matter who it is or who, you know, what the body is. If I love this person, I love this person and I can't do anything about it. And you can't tell me that that there's something wrong with that when we decide what we don't like and what we do like every day when it comes down to what we wear, the color of our hair, the shoes that we wear, you know, the things that we put in and on our skin and in our bodies. And so that is why I don't understand why when it comes to sexuality, it becomes a whole different thing. Now, I know that religion comes into play here too and all those other things, but I just, I don't understand why we've, you know, even allowed it. And it's as progressive as I think we as a people have come and are getting even like in the black church and just in the black community in general, I don't see how we don't understand or can be more accepting of sexual fluidity. Um, One of my friends, I was explaining to her, it's like, you can say that you are cool and you understand and you have no problem with men that say that they're bisexual or have had, you know, past encounters with men and they aren't they don't, you know, like it and they weren't interested until they have gone back to women, but they're not okay with you and you can't it's just like you can't be with no man because it's the end all be all. Like I can't do it. And it's like, well why does it have to you know, why is it like that? It's like saying, Ooh, look at that orange paint. It's orange, but I'm going to call it blue. And it's like, I know that I shouldn't feel like that because I have no reason, but I just feel like that, so I can't help it. And I'm not saying that anything's wrong with that, but I mean, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I just don't understand how we're automatically trained to do that. Um, So that's what I mean by that, you know, and just the confusion that I have. So I wanted to just get it out and talk about it and see how anybody else felt about it and start the conversation maybe with someone in your own home or your partner or whoever or the person that you're dating or you're talking to and see how they feel about it Um, because it never hurts, like I said, to talk about it. And even like I said with that Trevor Noah story, you've got to just talk about it. That's what it's conversation and Going in the going into those places that are uncomfortable is that really move you forward. So that's what I um wanted to talk about this week was sexual fluidity. So I'm anxious to know how some of you guys feel. So tweet me, you know, and or whatever, and um let me know how you feel about sexual fluidity and if you. Um, feel like it's not a real thing and it's just something that people make up just to, you know, to say in another term that we've got to figure out a damn definition to and be sensitive to when we talk to other people or what. Um, So, yeah, I think that's about it. So, um, once again, thank you for sticking around for another episode of this shit (laughs) no i'm joking thank you for sticking around for another episode of the corner Uh, it means a lot to me that you are actually tuning in to listen to what i have to say even though it sometimes it may be a confused mess but it's getting there and every day i hope to get better and have more things to talk about and you know come up with better ways to interact with you and to spread some sort of you know positive energy out into the podcast world because we don't have 
a lot of it and it's, it's rare and few in between especially for us the black person so the black people i would say so thank you for um listening um i haven't said this before but if you are listening to me on itunes please make sure that you rate and review and subscribe to the corner so that you can stay up to date with me and the episodes that come out every tuesday um and also, you can follow me on Twitter at PKThunder underscore, on Instagram at uh, underscore player one. That's P L A Y E R W U U N. As always, I will have in the description box uh, information for the Golden Ticket Project, which you can still donate to uh, children's clothes and new toys um, for, you know, Christmas. The uh, holiday seasons are here. Holiday seasons. The holiday season is here. So we have to make sure that we uh, give to those who are less fortunate. Also, there will be a description and links to Goofy Entertainment for your uh, mixing and mastering and sound production needs. So, yeah, thanks for listening one more time, and I'll see you next week. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. One with me?